At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today. Unfortunately, it is a silver linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast as Charlotte Falls last night in Toronto, 132 to 120. Charlotte falling now to 11 and 31 on the season, and it was not in vain, though. However, as Charlotte had some stellar performances, the team in general shot almost 55% from the field. We're going to talk about those numbers. We're going to recap this one. We'll, of course, provide you with our silver lining performances, and as a whole, the scoring in the NBA this season is up across the board at an all-time record high. We're going to talk about those numbers and where the Hornets land and why they are the way that they are, and helping me out with all of these topics on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast is the one only radio voice of the Charlotte Hornets. It is Sam Farber. And Sam, thank you for joining me north of the border after this 132 to 120 loss. This was a weird one from the get-go. I know we talked about it a little bit on the Hornets radio network at halftime about how bizarre this one was. Charlotte was shooting just almost lights out from the get-go. I mean, these teams were a combined 27 of 44 from the field in the first quarter. They were 11 of 17 from beyond the arc. Almost nobody can miss. And Toronto put up 72 points in the first half, but the Hornets put up 66 in the first half as well. And it ended up being just a shootout towards the end of the game as well as Toronto ends up finishing with a 132 to 120 victory. But this was a weird one. Like I said, there were a lot of second chance opportunities for Toronto. On the other side for Charlotte, they shoot almost 55% from the field and they lose the ball game. You don't see that a whole lot. You make 15 of your three-pointers. You usually win the ball game in that regard as well, but Toronto was able to hit 23 pointers, and they were able to bury home 20 second-chance points, and they got some big contributions off the bench, and that was basically the ball game. 
Yeah, I think, you know, with a lot of these games, the headline often reflects who did well offensively if there is an outlier like, say, Toronto with threes. They made a season-high 20, and so that gets the headline. But oftentimes, particularly in games that get a little bit more lopsided, it wasn't just one team making one big shot down the stretch. It was a 12-point result. There's a larger issue. And so, you know, reflecting back to the start of this road trip in Milwaukee, the headline was Charlotte scores 51 in the first quarter and and races away to victory. And to a certain extent, yeah, that's true. But to a larger extent, the Hornets won that game because they capitalized on Milwaukee miscues again and again and again and were plus 30 or something in points off turnovers. And that really was the reason the Hornets won the game. The 51-point quarter helped, but it was kind of a reflection of a larger issue for the game. And here for this one, again, I think the same can be true. Yeah, Toronto shot the ball much better than they typically do, particularly from three and a cap tip to them. But that might have explained them winning the game by 4 or 5. The reason they won by 12, they out-rebounded the Hornets 49-34. to Offensively speaking, they had 12 more offensive rebounds than the Hornets did, and that translated to 16 more second-chance points. To me, that's where the ball game was won because the Hornets shot better than they typically do from three as well. If they end up with the exact same number of field goal attempts as the Raptors, maybe this one ends up being a different result. But we know at the end of the night, Charlotte attempted five fewer field goals, attempted 12 fewer free throws, and all those extra opportunities were generated by the offensive rebounding from Toronto. And that's, to me, what turned the tide against the Hornets. After the game, head coach Steve Clifford echoed those sentiments, saying it was the rebounding that cost the Hornets the game. I mean, the biggest thing is I'm looking at the numbers, and we shot 55 from the floor, 43 from three, and we only had 10 turnovers. We lost the game. So, obviously, it's, uh, you know, defensive mindset and particularly the physicality on the glass, you know, which is they're great at. And uh, you let a good team like that play to their strengths, which has happened right from the start of the game all the way through. Um, It's going to be hard to win. Sam, the thing that stands out to me after last night's game is certainly the rebounding. When you take a look at it, Toronto just cleaned up the glass. 49-34, to that was the rebounding advantage. 18 offensive boards, 20 second-chance points. So when you boil it down to the offensive rebounding, I mean, the Hornets did a pretty good job to keep them in check for the most part compared to Charlotte just getting six offensive boards, and it resulted in four second-chance points. So that big disparity there certainly didn't help. But for me, I'm always that person that asks why. Why did this happen? Why did this go the way that it go? Because when you take a look at it, and I know we talked about this at halftime as well on the Hornets radio network, is that the Hornets had the size advantage going into this one, at least in the starting five. Now, the second unit, different story. They have some trees on the other side for Toronto that are able to come off the bench. So... Yeah, it certainly makes sense in one regard why the numbers are that the way they are, but I felt like another aspect of it was is Toronto got hot from beyond the arc early, and they had that confidence. They were able to throw up a lot of threes. They took 44 three-point attempts in last night's game. So when you take those three-pointers, the chances are you're getting those longer rebounds, maybe those little bit more wild rebounds that are further away from the basket. So if there's three or four Hornets that are crashing the glass trying to get that rebound, maybe one squirts away and it's an easier offensive board. And at the end of the day, it's just it's frustrating because, again, just like what Steve Clifford said, you shoot almost 55% from the field and then you still lose the game. You don't see that happen very often. 
No, you don't. No, you don't. I, I mean, look, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. Three-point shooting was partially determinative. Can you win a game where you get out-rebounded by 15 and have the second-chance points slide against you to this degree? Yeah, you can. I mean, the Hornets have lost some games where they've been the team out-rebounding the opposition to that degree, but you need the three-point shooting or something else to kind of wane for the other side to allow you to make up that distance, and the Hornets just didn't have that. They shot the ball very well, but so did Toronto, and it was close enough that something like second-chance points or points off turnovers could have been the main factor and and so it was last night for the Hornets they did a great job in taking care of the basketball against a Raptors team for whom that's their forte that's their bread and butter that's what they do better than anyone really in the NBA is hang on to the basketball themselves and make you make mistakes but they're also pretty elite when it comes to second chance points And, and just because the Hornets have been that before doesn't mean that you can let your foot off the gas in particular I thought the Raptors bench really helped push this. Christian Coloco, a rookie out of Arizona, he ends up with just six points and eight rebounds, but six of those rebounds were offensive rebounds, and that really, you know, made a big push there, I thought, for Toronto. A couple of those possessions come back, maybe this is a different story, but unfortunately, the the Hornets are not in a position right now where they can always count on hot shooting to bail them out, or the second chance points to bail them out, or points off turnovers to bail them out, and this was a night in particular where Toronto had enough of an edge in a particular category to win a day where both teams really shot it well. At the end of the day, Terry Rozier goes for a team-high 33 points. All five starters for Charlotte were in double figures, and two of them north of 20 in addition to Terry. That was LaMelo Ball and Mason Plumley. On the other side for Toronto, they had three starters north of 20. You had Pascal Siakam with a team-high 28. Gary Trent Jr. finished with 24. OG Ananubi went 6-7 from beyond the arc and finishes with 22 points as well. But the big difference, like you said, Sam, totally agree with you. Bench points outscoring Charlotte 40-18. to Again, the injury is just a little bit too much for Charlotte. Just thrusting some players that are usually coming off the bench and being able to provide a spark to that second unit, having to get thrown into the starting role like a Jalen McDaniels. But again, we have some silver lines to talk about. And some of them might have been coming off the bench as well last night. JT Thor hit a big three-pointer there late in the contest. There were a couple of other big shots there. All of those silver linings coming your way next, right after this break, here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. It's a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast today. Rob Longo and Sam Farber with you here on today's edition of the HHC, brought to you by Santa Charlotte Falls last night in Toronto, 132-120, to and now falls to 11-31 and on the season. Time now, of course, for our Silver Linings portion of the podcast after a post-game podcast edition. We always find the Silver Linings, even though it was in a loss. And Sam, a little bit of role reversal. We've had that on the road here the last couple of weeks for you. But as the guest of honor, I will let you go first. Who is your Silver Lining from last night's game? There are a lot to choose from. Uh, Jalen McDaniels had another game north of 10 points, and for him, that's now a career-long eight-game streak. Uh, I thought there were a couple of real positives off the bench. JT Thor made some big buckets, and you know Mason Plumley was huge out there with 21 points, 9 of 10 from the floor, one point away from a season high. But I got to give it to LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball glides the 10, goes up and rocks the rim, gives a salute to the bench after a Dr. Pepper dunk. LaMelo Ball opens the scoring with a flourish here for the Hornets. LaMelo finished with 24 points and 14 assists. The assist mark one off of his career high mark. He also knocked down four threes. That puts him one behind P.J. Washington, actually, for 10th in Hornets history. And he's only, I believe, two back now of David Wesley for ninth in Hornets history. So those two are probably going to climb at a somewhat similar rate, although eventually I believe LaMelo will pass P.J. Washington this season because he is maybe the best shooter in the last month in the entire NBA. He's now sunk 66 threes since December 14th when he returned from that latest ankle injury. That's the most in the NBA. He's shooting with confidence. He's making it from all over the map. He really is a, a spectacular player with unbelievable court vision and you know the notebooks out there the stat lines that are are kind of nitpicking at him I think they're doing just that this is truly one of the, the brilliant young stars in the NBA and it's only a matter of time until what he's doing on the floor starts translating into winning unfortunately I think injuries have a lot to do with holding him back but against a Raptors team that's got some elite stars that play major minutes LaMelo played more minutes than anyone on the floor and I thought he was a, a total positive out there with his ability to get his teammates involved and get that offense revved up 24 points 14 assists it speaks for itself ninth double double of the season Lamelo ball my star of the game Certainly a great pick, and the biggest thing I think for LaMelo was, well, there's two things, in fact. You go back to that Sunday game in Indiana where he fouls out. He got in foul trouble a lot. He only had two fouls. He had one in the first half, one in the second half. He stayed out of foul trouble. He tried to get a block from behind on one, so it could have been kind of interpreted as maybe a quote-unquote silly foul. But again, he's being aggressive on defense. He only had two fouls. That was really good to see in last night's game. The other thing, too, is he only turned the ball over two times, 14-2 to on an assist-to-turnover ratio. You're going to take that every day of the week. I mean, you can't get much better than that if you're LaMelo Ball dishing out dimes. And of course, the 24 points were certainly good too. Four of nine from Beyond York, also very promising in last night's game. For me, my top performer from last night, my silver lining, if you will, it's got to be Terry Rozier. Martin gives up to Rozier, pass on one, three, side steps to his left, fires, and hits. Terry Rozier was not going to miss twice. 
He's up to 15 points here in the first half. T. Rowe goes for that game-high 33 points. If you take a look at what he's been able to do the last eight games, he has scored in double figures. He was in a little bit of that shooting slump coming back from that injury where he missed a couple of games out west due to that hip contusion that he had to deal with. But the thing that impresses me the most with Terry Rozier over the last couple of games is, yeah, he had those 39 points the other night in Milwaukee where everything was falling. He ends up shooting 52% from the field in that game. But then there's other games along this stretch that he's been in double figures, like the game against Oklahoma City where, yeah, the Hornets won, but he only shot 27% from the field. He ends up going 3-for-11 and really struggled there to get to double figures. But over the last couple of games, the handful of games, the shooting percentage is much, much better. This is two out of three games now that he's been north of 30 points. Usually we like to say north of 20, but the fact that he's been 30 or better in two out of the last three is really, really promising. The shooting percentage was on fire last night in Toronto. 14-19 from the field, 5-9 beyond the arc, five rebounds, five assists. My only gripe with Terry Rozier last night, Sam, and this is a knock on basically the entire Charlotte team, and it's not their fault by any means, but Terry Rozier did not go to the free throw line at all. I know we talked about it in the first segment about the free throw disparity being a little bit of an issue, but at the end of the day, Hornets just in general as a team need to do a little bit of a better job getting to the free throw line, and I know that's been a point of emphasis all season long. It is, and it is, and I think when it comes to Terry's game, some guys there, the way you would put it is, you know, you call them crafty. Uh, others would say they're baiting for calls. I look at Terry Rozier. Uh, if we're going to make a soccer comparison, he's Lionel Messi. He doesn't go down unless it's legitimately a foul, and then then he takes the fall. But he's going to do everything he can to stay on his feet and try and score the basketball, and that means being elusive to contact and trying to finish the play. I don't blame him at all for for not getting to the line. I think sometimes the way games are called, it's it's going to hurt him. Unlike a guy like Pascal Siakam with these long levers and everything where there's a, a lot of surface area to foul. Terry Rozier doesn't quite have that at six foot one, but I think he's, he's just such a brilliant scorer and he's playing really, really well right now. He's poised to move into the top 10 in Hornets franchise history for career points. That's going to happen probably in the next couple days here in Canada and they'll honor that when we get back to Charlotte for Martin Luther King weekend, but I'm with you. He had a brilliant game with 33 points. The only thing that slid it to LaMelo for me is the 14 assists is so outrageous a number that it can't help but be honored. It's one off his career high, and so that's why I felt that double-double was worthy of extra recognition. But Terry Rozier, no doubt about it, he's playing at a very, very high level, scoring better than he ever has in his career. And uh, with three years left on his contract, I think there's a lot to look forward to with him and LaMelo Ball continuing to pair up and hopefully some better outcomes in the not-too-distant future. Some other notable top performers, of course. Mason Plumley was a big one. He was almost my top performer my silver lining in last night's loss. Blackjack, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Almost perfect turn the field as well, 9 to 10 from the field. 3 for 5 from the free throw line as well in a loss. P.J. Washington also in double figures with 13. And Jalen McDaniels had 11 as well in the starting lineup. Like I mentioned in the first segment, all five starters in double figures last night for the Hornets. Charlotte Falls 132 to 120. Hornets with 120 points look pretty impressive out there, shooting 55% from the field as a whole. The NBA scoring has been up this season at all-time record highs. We're going to talk about the reason why and how Charlotte's season stacks up to those numbers. We're going to talk about that next here on Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Rob Longo and Sam Farber, the voice of the Hornets, the radio voice of the Hornets, that is, putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Timecast, as always, presented by Senta. And Sam was perusing through the interwebs the other day, and I came across an article on The Athletic talking about how the scoring average across the entire NBA is up this season. It's, in fact, at a record high at this point through the first 40, 41 games, 42 games. Again, everybody's at a little bit of a different juncture so far this season, but basically the midway point, more or less, if we have to estimate it off. And according to Cleaning the Glass, which if you're not familiar with the website, it's very, very informative. It's very analytical. It takes every single possession for the most part and just boils it down to effective field goal percentage, points per possession, all of those different kind of things. But as a whole, this is according to Cleaning the Glass, the scoring average for the entire NBA this season is up. Per 100 possessions, which is basically offensive rating, it's a fancy term for offensive rating, the league average for scoring offense is 113.9 points. So we'll round it up to 114. So points per possession defensively, of course, is going to be around that same number. So when you take a look at it, as it pertains to the Hornets. Well, where does Charlotte rank when it comes to all that? So the Hornets are averaging right now, before the results of last night's game, of course, we're averaging around about 109 points per 100 possessions. So, of course, that's going to go up a little bit after Charlotte scores 120 points last night in the loss. Now, defensively, that number is going to go up a little bit too for Charlotte. It's around 116, so slightly above the new record average so far this season, more or less. So, what does that mean for the Hornets when you take a look at it in a vacuum, more or less, when you go back to what the Hornets were able to accomplish last season. So last season, Charlotte's offensive rating was 114.1, which again, points per 100 possessions. That ranked in the top 10 in the association last year. Defensively, they were below that average at 113.7. Now, albeit below a couple decimal points, but below the average is below the average. And of course, Charlotte had a positive net rating. So what does all that mean? Well, when you take a look at it, what it changes from year to year, I think the biggest argument you can make here, Sam, is just these injuries that Charlotte has had to deal with through the first 42 games of the season. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I think there's three major factors, two having to do with the Hornets, one having to do with the league. The one for the league, uh, the transition take foul coming out of the game, it has created more fast break opportunities, more easy finishes, so to speak, at the rim. I think that's increased scoring. I think that's one of the, one of the big reasons because uh, scoring's up a little. It's not like it's up 15 points per game or something like that. I think it's could be measured by, say, one or two transition take fouls coming off the boards for each team on any given night. As for the Hornets, I think you're absolutely dead on. The injuries have had a huge factor. I think you also have to recognize that the Hornets playing without Miles Bridges, who was a 20-point-per-game guy a season ago, adds into that. You can tack that one on top of the injuries. It's not just that the Hornets at any given time have had to play without some combination of Gordon Hayward, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre now, uh, Cody Martin, Dennis Smith Jr. Each and every one of them has been down for multiple weeks at any given time with a variety of injuries. And so all that adds up, but you have to tack on top of it. You're missing a 20-point-per-game guy who was not replaced by a draft pick or something else that would ordinarily happen if there were a trade, let's say. So while Charlotte's seen some increases with the addition of, say, a Dennis Smith Jr. or with the drafting of Mark Williams, it pales in comparison to what they have been missing due to injuries and also missing due to having having a leading scorer from a season ago not available. One other thing I would throw in there is that we are seeing the numbers start to shift a little bit here in these last 14 to 15 games with the return of LaMelo Ball. This is trying to hit a moving target a little bit, but basically since LaMelo has returned, we've seen the offensive rating climb by two points. In terms of the overall rankings, it goes from 30th dead last to 27th. Doesn't sound like a huge amount, but again, it's a plus two basically in the offensive rating. Defensive rating has been roughly even although compared over the last 15 games since LaMelo's return. With LaMelo, the Hornets' defensive rating's been about 22nd in the NBA. Overall on the season, 26th, basically in line with what the team did a year ago. And then, last but not least, points per game. Overall, team is averaging 112 points per game on the season. Since LaMelo has returned, that number is closer to 116, which is pretty much in line with what they averaged last year when they were in the top 20% of NBA offenses. So this is a long way of saying that as this team has gotten healthier, we've seen how LaMelo's improvement as a player from year two to year three is having an impact. Some of the offensive numbers are starting to snap back, and we are seeing some growth from this team defensively as as well. Unfortunately, all the injuries have created so many gaps in the lineup and in the rotation. It's been really hard for the Hornets to show exactly how good they can be over the course of this season. Well, Sam, I'm not going to lie. You took the wind out of my sails a little bit because my next question was going to be, I wonder what these numbers would look like in a vacuum over the last 14 to 15 games with LaMelo Ball returning, but I'm glad you already covered that. You saved me the legwork and I'm glad you were able to crunch numbers already to prove my point. Well, I do what I can, and I've read a lot of articles that are, you know, poking at LaMelo's game or poking at the Hornets here with all of their misfortune with these injuries. And I get it. The team, you know, the record is what it is. They're 11 and 31. There's no getting around that or, or saying that, you know, there, there's too many positives that you can take away from a record like that, other than we are seeing growth from this team. We're seeing their offense continue to improve now that LaMelo has consistently gotten out there on the floor. And defensively, we're seeing 
them take steps as well. Unfortunately, at this stage, we're still wondering what this team would look like if we ever got a five-game stretch with the normal preseason eight-man rotation. More often than not, every team kind of gears up for the start of the season so that they'll be healthy then and you get that run and then you you know, you know account for injuries along the way. But the Hornets' injuries have been borderline catastrophic and unfortunately it's left them in this unfortunate position. But I do think there are a lot of positives to take away. We are seeing growth here from the Hornets and at the end of the day, it is such a young roster that you can't help but believe that there is a brighter future ahead for the Hornets and there are still 40 games left on this season. So there is still, believe it or not, time for them to turn things around, but that jump is going to have to happen pretty quick. It starts tomorrow with the second game of this quote-unquote mini-series against the Toronto Raptors after Charlotte Falls last night, 132-120. to 120. Don't anticipate the Raptors hitting 23-pointers again. Don't anticipate some of those bench guys having a big impact, but they play the games for a reason, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. But in the meantime, we're going to put a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast tomorrow coming up. Sam Farber back in the anchor chair talking the Raptors preview with Carla Gebhardt. So Sam, thank you for joining me on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, and thank you for the day off tomorrow. You take advantage of it, Rob, and we'll see you at the end of the day for another round of Hornets versus Raptors. That'll do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. For Sam Farber, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, and we'll see you tomorrow once again on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.